Welcome in to the third edition of the One and Done podcast featuring Austin Atwood, Jake Huther, and yours truly. Happy to have you alongside once again. And the season really starting to kick off now, Austin, as we head into some tournament play, including your favorite, the Maui Invitational, which we have the semifinals going on this evening. And we are happy to have you in here this Beautiful nights to talk some college basketball as we have some on the TV right now. And I'm looking across at a man who has more facial hair than I normally am used to seeing. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Just enjoying this feast week. We're ready to rock and roll. How's my producer, uh, Jake Huther, doing? Doing great. Can't wait for this lovely podcast. It's going to be great. That's, uh, That's good to hear. All right. And before we jump into things here, uh, Go follow us on our Twitter account if you're listening at One and Done Pod. You can catch all the latest uh, scores, analysis, action. Austin's on there pretty much 24-7 updating things. His, his TV really never really turns off. So he's always there if you need him. Uh, if you need your college basketball scores or you know you want to catch up with some of the episodes that we've had, and you can get all the links there, anything you really need at at the one and done pod on Twitter. So for today, we've got a couple of new segments that we're going to introduce and the show is still evolving as we go every week and just trying to get our footing. Still a little rough around the edges, but we do have a couple of segments that are going to be upcoming on the show, starting off with three and three. And I'll explain that when we get into it, we have the top 25 thoughts. That's pretty self-explanatory. And then Kind of some of the similar segments we got into last week with uh, weekly roundup tournaments in action currently right now. I look forward to some of the weekend games coming up. And, of course, my teams, only one of them of which has been doing well. And a new addition to Dan's teams. We'll catch you all up on that shortly here. So we'll kick it off here with three and three. And this is a new little segment I came up with for Austin and it's basically three teams and three players that have caught your eye since the last time we talked on Wednesday of last week. I'll give the floor to you now. All righty. So my first team, no, not in any particular order here. So uh, first team that's really impressed me is uh, number 15, currently ranked in the nation, Utah State Aggies. Um, they defeated LSU Friday night, 80-78. to 78. Uh, they were down 19 points. Really impressive how they fought their way back in that game. And they ultimately beat uh, North Texas on Sunday to capture the Jamaica Classic. Uh, my next team here is the Florida Gators. Started out the season ranked six in the nation. Really struggled early on, losing to Florida State. And uh, to uh, had a close game against Towson. Um, but really sort of picked up their game here in the Charleston Classic. Um, with- should, we, should we plug Towson real quick? One of our two followers. Yes, uh, yes. In terms of teams. Towson basketball count. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they uh, Florida played the Charleston Classic this past weekend, and they had a little struggle against St. Joe's. Kerry Blackshear ejected in the early of the second half. Um, team really struggled, but then they bounced back against Miami, blowing out the Hurricanes by 20. Then Sunday night they played Xavier. Um, knocked them off to capture the Charleston Classic Championship, which is pretty impressive. Uh, this team seems to be rolling right now. And just throwing it out here, how about the Atlantic 10 Conference, maybe a conference that we've overlooked? Um, Dayton yesterday in the Maui Invitational blew out Georgia 
who I guess you could say is one of my teams. I was hyping up a little bit. Uh, so Dayton improves to 4-0. and um, VCU is ranked in the top 20, beating LSU last week. Um, they have a big game Friday against Purdue, so you know, we'll see how they look. Uh, Richmond Spiders, uh, Jake's team, potentially. On the bandwagon. On the bandwagon. Uh, defeated Wisconsin last night by 10 points, 62-52. Um, they are currently playing number 18 Auburn right now. Um, so that, that's currently a good game going on. Currently up 21-15. to 21-15. Great, great stats, Jake. Great. Um, and, you know, we'll just, I was looking at the standings and just threw them in here. I saw 6-0 Duquesne. Why not? Um, not very familiar with them, but 6-0. And another team, Davidson, starting out 2-3, and three, but they were picked to finish second in this conference. So, I mean, there's always room for improvement. You know, I'm sure we'll be seeing them down in the near future here. Um, my three players here, number one, we'll put a particular order here, uh, Vernon Carey for Duke. Um Really impressive performance in the 2K uh, Empire Classic um, really throughout those two games against uh, Georgetown and Cal, um, putting up 32 points, 12 rebounds against California, and followed up with another impressive performance against Georgetown. Um, second is Launders Nally last night against Michigan State, put up 22 points. He, he can really shoot it, Dan. I'm really impressed with him. I, I I'll, I'll add on, on Landers Nally. I mean, it's impressive to see it from such a young kid as uh, a red shirt freshman. He's just kind of, he's tall and lengthy and you kind of saw a combination of things with him yesterday. He could knock down a three. He had a three in the last minute of the game that ended up being the difference maker. And uh, Jay Billis, he was very impressed with what he saw. And so was I from Landers Nolly. I mean, as a freshman being able to do that against, you know, the number three team in the nation, Michigan state, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I know we'll go more in depth on this game as this was, maybe the most exciting game of the college basketball calendar this so far this season. And with Landers Nolly, I mean, you mentioned it just, he's just a gamer. He knows what he's doing. He can drive the net. He's lengthy. He can finish over, you know, centers, bigger guys than him, but he can also pull up and hit threes. And so, you know, I like what I've seen out of him so far this year. And, you know, someone that you brought up to me brought up on the last show and you made sure that our Twitter followers knew about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my last player here, I have Alfonso Anderson, who you know, retweeted our tweet. Not a big deal here. Uh, Utah <laughs> Is State. that why he's on here? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's been impressive for All the right. Aggies here. Back-to-back -back double doubles really um, helped them win that Jamaica Classic um, with Merrill going down in that North Texas game. So um, he's been really contributing there. And I see that you have a bonus player, Dan. Yeah, Abby Toppin. I was impressed with him yesterday. Um, you know, they got another big game tonight, taking on Virginia Tech. And Toppin, with the Dayton Flyers, he was the A-10 Rookie of the Year last season. And just, he's a bigger guy. He's not the fastest of players. But, I mean, especially in that first half, I, I'm sure you saw it, Austin. He just dominated yep, he I can mean, drive the lane georgia had absolutely no answer for him he kicked back and hit a three as well he has a nice stroke but like you said he makes his money underneath the basket in the paint and georgia had no answer for him i'm sure when he plays some tougher competition i'm interested to see what happens tonight against virginia tech but what what from what i saw against an sec opponent in georgia in a power five conference i mean 
they had absolutely no answer for him. And so if that's the case, I can only assume that Toppin is going to be able to run show in the A-10 for the majority of the games they play. And so I, I'm really excited to see what he can do, you know, especially tonight against a Virginia Tech team that impressed me against Michigan State. So, you know, for Toppin, I think this guy's the limits right now for him. You know, he seems like he's playing with a lot of confidence coming into his sophomore season. So I'm excited to see what he can do. You like that? I do. I do. Um, according <laughs> to Seth Greenberg, I, I've never, I didn't, hadn't heard anything of this kid um, till a couple nights ago. But uh, maybe the most NBA ready player that we've seen in college basketball so He's far. Got, he has some size to him that you don't see with a, a sophomore like him. You, you know what I mean? I mean, he just he's built. He's built out, and you see with a lot of the younger kids. I mean, they're tall, they're lengthy. I think of a guy like you know Brandon Ingram. That's yeah. what a prototypical college basketball player is when, you know, maybe they're a little underweight and they haven't developed that muscle yet. But with someone like Abby Toppin, I mean, he just seems like he is NBA ready, as, as Seth Greenberg pointed out there. And on the discussion of some of the Power Five conferences, we move into the top 25. And a pair of teams, Michigan State and Virginia – I'm concerned with them. Michigan State more than Virginia. Virginia has found ways to win games. It has not been pretty by any means. It has been ugly, actually. And ugly would be a kind word to use with them. (laughs) Their defense is unbelievable. We knew that coming into this season. But we'll, we'll get into Virginia more later. They're ranked number seven right now. And they've won all the games they've had to. So they're most likely going to move up. And they're probably going to pass this team, Michigan State, who I know you are concerned with. I'm concerned with them as well. I mean, especially after last night, there's some glaring weaknesses with this team. And I'll add before you jump in, I think when a team like Michigan State is ranked number one in the preseason polls, there's a higher standard that is held for them. And so I think maybe they were ranked a little higher than they should have been. That's my personal thought on that. And you're kind of seeing – Maybe they're more of a top 15 kind of team instead of a top five team. You know, you can discuss more on Cassius Winston and how everything basically runs through him. And when he's not going, Sparty's not going. Completely agree with that. Um, Cassius Winston will take this team as far as he can. Uh, it's just I, I like this this team, though. They have a lot of depth, a lot of experience coming back in Tillman. Um, they got some freshmen that can play. Just it, it all depends on how Cassius Winston, how he's playing, how, if he's in foul trouble. We saw obviously last night he had those two fouls in the first half, and Tom Izzo, you know, he likes to just keep him on the bench till the second half. Doesn't want to take any chances with that. But obviously they were struggling. Had 16 turnovers in that game. It wasn't pretty at all. Um, but and with Virginia, when I see this team play against you know any other team it looks like the first one to 50 if that is going to win the game um i mean 48 yeah yeah. i mean that we can get into that later but i mean it is incredible to see a team like virginia the defending national champions and it just seems like every basket is they got to work 110 to try and get it yeah nothing comes easy for them and I think that could wear on them as this season goes on. And, you know, you can be a good defensive team as you want to be. You run into a team 
that gets hot behind the arc, you're in trouble. Because from what I've seen right now, they don't have anyone that's going to be able to to take over a game offensively for them. Yep. So that's my main concern with Virginia. Uh, we talked about Utah State. We won't get into them, but um, they've had a couple of uh, tight games. I was impressed they came back against an LSU team who, uh, especially last year, was you know a number two seed in the tournament, if I do say so. Three. Correct? Three. Three. Yep. Okay. But, you know, the fact that they were able to come back in that game, that's a good sign for things to come. You know, because you, you feel like with a team like Utah State, they're ranked number 15. They're getting some national attention. They could have crumbled easily under the pressure there against an SEC opponent in LSU, but they fought through it. They were able to come back and they win. So that impressed me. Uh, quick thoughts on Xavier. They took UConn to overtime, or I should say UConn took Xavier to overtime. Yep. And the Musketeers were somehow able to win. And then they got blown out of the waters on the next night. And trying to remember who the opponent was. Florida. Uh, Florida. It was Florida. Yeah. They lose to them 70-65. to 65. Uh, What do you expect here in the coming future for this Xavier team? I mean, obviously, soon we're going to find out a lot about them as they play in the Big East Conference, which is better I'd say this year than we've seen in the in years past. Yeah. Um, but no, I still think that, that they're pretty good. They got some experience there with a Quentin Gooden, a couple decent players. I'd say maybe top three in the Big East. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, they've had some struggles against UConn, which isn't typical UConn that we've seen in the past. They're getting better. Um, in a Florida team that was ranked sixth in the country preseason, as we saw, stated, they're fine in their group. So time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how they end up. This Oregon and Seton Hall game, it's the last team we'll talk about in the top 25 before we go into the, the weekly roundup. The Ducks, they took care of business against Houston. And they beat the teams they needed to beat so far, but they get a good Seton Hall team coming up tomorrow night. That's going to be a big game. Just give us a, a quick synopsis of what you're looking for from, from both the Ducks and uh, from the Pirates of Seton Hall. You already know I will be at Knuckles with my face glued to the television. <laughs> that is the local bar for those who do not know. This is going to be uh, – I've been looking forward to this game all week. Uh, <laughs> all, all year, all year, all week, yeah. whatever. Um, so two great guards I'm looking at guard matchup here, Peyton Pritchard, Miles Powell, two guards that are lighting it up this year. Peyton Pritchard's <laughs> averaging about 19 points a game. Miles Powell putting up what 25, maybe game seems like he's putting up major numbers. It's just going to be a great matchup for both teams. They're hoping for a really good game. Um, I think I have Oregon win, um, you know, some good wins so far against Memphis and Houston. Uh, I just like the way this Ducks team is playing right now and you know, hoping for a really good game here. All right, Oregon it is. Put it on the books. Write that down, Jake. We'll move into the weekly roundup. We'll kind of lump this in with the tournaments that we have seen. And we saw Duke crowned as the champion of the 2K Empire Classic. They defeated California handedly. 87-52, to 52, as you mentioned, one of your three players of the week, Vernon Carey Jr. He had 31 points and 12 rebounds, good for a double-double. This Duke team, 
they've been impressive so far this year as the number one overall team. And it's kind of a different roster than you're normally used to seeing with this Duke team. And, and I've heard a couple of people, you know, from watching some of their games talk about this. They're very deep, but they don't have that Zion Williamson star that I think in the last couple of years, Duke fans and college basketball fans alike have gotten used to. But I can tell by the facial expression, you've been impressed with this Blue Devils team so far this season. Yes, I have been, Dan. Um, just a lot of depth, a lot of scoring depth from these freshmen. Uh, in the Georgetown game, Vernon Carey put up 20 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double. Wondell Moore added 17 points. Cassius Stanley, 21 points. I believe Trey Jones had 13 assists that game. Um, just a lot of contributions from a lot of different players here. Um, and we look back at last year um, at that Duke team with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. Uh, just they, they didn't really have any uh, position, just a lot of positionless basketball. You're seeing a lot of um, just guys know their roles this year. And I, that's why I think this is a different team. You don't really have that star, although I think Vernon Carey could become that guy. He's just a beast in the low post, really can just score the ball down low, get those rebounds, just – Really good Duke team so far is from what I'm seeing. And I should mention the Duke-Cal game. That was the semifinal game. Duke beat Georgetown 81-73 to in the 2K Empire Classic Finals match after Georgetown was able to defeat Texas. Georgetown hung around in the game for a little bit. Um, you know, interested to see with uh, Patrick Ewing. He's got a young team with Georgetown, but they beat a good Texas team. Uh, you know, Texas had an impressive win over Purdue, uh, I want to say about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. And I think you came in expecting Texas to take care of business here because you were really looking forward to a to a top 25 showdown with Duke and Texas. And, and that did not happen. Yeah, I sure was. I was looking for that. Looking for that because I <laughs> thought Texas could give Duke a run for their money. Um, but, yeah, Georgetown played Texas really great. Um even though, you know, for Texas, so Matt Coleman put up, I think it was like 22 points, said six for six from three. Uh, I think this is a different Georgetown team that from we've seen in the past lately. Uh, you know, they play in a good Big East, um, so a lot of chance for quality wins there. And with already a win against Texas, I think this team's sitting pretty good so far. We'll find out more in a couple of weeks when they play Syracuse, but <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then we move into the Hall of Fame tip-off. And Virginia was able to win this. It wasn't easy, though. They beat UMass 58-46. to Arizona State was able to defeat St. John's 80-67, to and it set up the matchup between the Cavaliers and Sun Devils. And Virginia was able to win by the high score of 48-45. to All right. Uh, freshman Casey Morsell put up 19 points for Virginia. I mean, where do we start here with this Cavaliers team? Tony Bennett seems to have some offensive woes on his hand that, you know, Virginia has not been able to figure out so far this season. Before uh, Casey, before this game, Casey Morsell was averaging three points a game. Could you imagine if he put up another three points? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, it, it seems like they're, they're winning by the skin of their teeth right now. They yeah. only have two players averaging above ten points. I mean, when you're only what are they what are they averaging in points? It's got to be in the fifties. It's got to be fifty five, if that. I mean, every game. I don't have they hit. Can you look that up, Jake? Have they hit over sixty points in a game yet? Once. And once. it was against it was against the Cake team. Was it Vermont? Uh, Vermont? It, right? Twice. Vermont. Against James Madison, 
and Vermont. Just 60 points, though, right? They scored. They scored 61 against Vermont and 60 against Columbia. They, 65 against James Madison. I mean, like, Arizona State. Do you think Arizona State has a stout defense? No. Like, <laughs> no, they don't. And they scored 48 points against them. There's no Kyle Guy. There's no Jerome. They don't have uh, – No Hunter. No Hunter. Like, this was a star. I don't think people realize this was a star-studded team last year. It's a completely different nucleus. Virginia is not going to be good this year. I'm going to say it right now. They're not going to keep this up. And I, I really do not see how they're going to find offense to be able to compete with teams like Duke. I mean, I haven't really seen much from North Carolina to put to lump them in there yet. But, I mean, you think of the higher teams in the ACC – I mean, you run into a team that figures out your defense in just some type of way. I, I mean, you have to think, if you play a team in the ACC and they score over 65 points, do you think Virginia's winning that game? No. It doesn't seem like it right now. I mean, I, maybe I'm getting a little – maybe I'm being a little overdramatic right now, but, I mean, we're – I don't want to say we're far into the season, but we're a good seven, eight games for Virginia – and there has not been one game where you walk away, and as your Cavalier fan, I mean, you're sweating these out. <laughs> 58 to 46 against UMass? I mean, you, uh, UMass picked to finish in the bottom of the eight times. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, a win's a win. I get that. A win is a win, but, I mean, they're not getting any style points right now. I'll tell you that. And I know, I'm sure Tony Bennett doesn't give a crap about that, but. I mean, at some point, I got to see a little offense from Virginia. Just goes to show just how impressive this defense is. And, and, without yeah, it, yeah, uh, it is. That I believe I saw that they are on pace to be um, having the best defense points per game wise against an opponent opponent um, in the Tony Bennett era. Right now, they're averaging I think it was like forty six and a half points a game for the opponents. Yeah, it, it's incredible. I mean, they it's been their staple for. I mean as many years as I can remember since Virginia has kind of rose to the top of, you know, college basketball ranks. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with Virginia. Maybe I'm a little out of my lane, but uh, (laughs) Cavaliers offense, I just, you know, there's really nothing to write home about so far this year and just shows from the box scores. And then we move on to the Myrtle beach invitational. This was an interesting one. I thought Baylor ends up winning it and it comes on a win against Villanova, excuse me, after Villanova defeated Mississippi State. And I see a little parentheses note here. Don't sleep on Mississippi State. Yep. And then Baylor defeated Coastal Carolina. Uh, not much of an opponent there. But then Baylor, they defeat Villanova 87-78. to 78. Baylor is ranked number 24th right now. Villanova is number 17th. And we remember back Villanova, they got stomped by Ohio State. They lose this one to Baylor. What is your thought on this is Baylor for real or is Villanova just not who they are or we are accustomed to seeing? I'll just start by saying that this was a fantastic game. Both teams played really well. Baylor, this Baylor team is really good. Their guards are great. They got guys that can rebound the basketball. Um, you know, Villanova's good too. They have a lot of scores. Colin Gillespie, 27 points. Um, it's, I don't know. They just can't close out against in big time games, I'm guessing. I mean, I, I wrote it in there. They're games that we're accustomed to seeing Nova win, and they're not winning them so far this season. I, it, I don't know if that's a concern or 
if Villanova is just working out the kinks and they're going to figure this out as we go along. But I, I will say the Baylor Bears, they got some good players on that team. Butler, uh, Mitchell was great in that win over Villanova as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a lot of guys that can score. And we've seen Baylor in the past. They can, they can put up points. I mean, anyone in the Big 12 is capable of putting up points any night. We know that by now. But I think Baylor is the real deal. I mean, they got they got a couple of good players. And, you know, we can plug in Jared Butler there. He liked our tweet. So, yep, I mean, yep. he's, Shout a, out. he's a fan favorite. He's, he's one of our guys. And, um, you know, we'll give him a little one-and-done plug. See, see if he can uh, – See if he can keep it up. So Baylor wins the Myrtle Beach Invitational, an impressive win for the Bears. Uh, we don't have to touch on Florida very much. They defeated Miami 78-58, to and then they defeated Xavier in uh, double overtime. Oh, no, that was Xavier over UConn. Pardon me. Got my numbers mixed up there. But uh, Florida ends up beating uh, Xavier 70-65 to in the final after Xavier Barely won. I watched the the end of that game uh, against UConn. UConn should have won that game. UConn uh, in UConn fashion kind of threw it away there at the end. And Xavier was was able to to escape. Then they ended up losing to Florida. And the Gators, as you've mentioned, they were ranked sixth to begin the season. They struggled early. And, you know, it's great to see that Florida has kind of rebounded because – we could have easily seen Florida just slide down and mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of fall into the trenches of the SEC come conference play time. But, um, you know, getting ready for SEC to begin, they're kind of, you know, punching back, it seems. Yep, just working out the kinks. You know, Kerry Blackshear's their only senior, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, you know, just a whole different dynamic. Got to come together, got to gel. I, they looked good in this tournament despite the St. Joe's game, eh. um, but they're coming together um, and, you know, they're getting ready for SEC play. I'm sure they got a couple more non-conference games to play, um, but yeah, they're coming together. I'm liking this team. We stick in the SEC as we go to the Maui Invitational. Georgia Bulldogs get steamrolled by my Dayton Flyers. 80 to 61, and this was never really a game. Dayton came out of the gate swinging, and Georgia really never had a response. And the main reason was because of Obi Toppin. He ends up with 25 points, and you know I won't talk about him much more. But he was just unguardable. Georgia did not have an answer for him. Your boy Anthony Edwards, he struggled, even though today he rebounded with 37 points. Was it? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, for Anthony Edwards after only putting up six points and going two for 10 from the field. He bounced back, as we mentioned today, with 37 points, but you had some high praise for this Georgia team. What went wrong here in the opening round of the Maui Invitational? Uh, you know, I was high on this team last podcast. Hey, as I've I've made it quite apparent, you can jump off any team when you feel the need to. This just really stings because, <laughs> you know, if if you're Georgia, you were looking, you know, forward to, you know, playing, moving on in this tournament, getting some good quality wins in the non-conference. And just like and that. you lose to Dayton. You lose to Michigan State. And I forget, do, who do they play now? Did UCLA end up beating Chaminade? Uh, they play at 9 p.m. They play tomorrow. Now. Who are they playing? Chaminade. Chaminade. And then NC Central. But in three games, they go up against Arizona State. Arizona State. 
So right. you're you're in this Maui Invitational, expecting you know boost that non-conference re- and get some you know good quality wins on that resume, and you're coming home with absolutely <laughs> nothing. Shamnat is a Division two school, so the, the only reason they're in the tournament is because they're hosting it. Yes, just disappointing overall for Tom Crean and the Bulldogs. Pause um, for a second. Was Shamanot beating UCLA? Is that why you asked the question? They were. It was close. Yeah. God, what right. was the final score of that game, Jake? I'll continue. Um, so you got to be feeling disappointed if you're, you know, Georgia Bulldogs fan. Um, another guy I'm looking at is uh, what was this? Hammonds. He's another guy for Bulldogs that was putting up, you know, 26 points or more in the past two games before the Staten game. Put up five points and fouled out. So that was a big loss <laughs> for them in that one. Um, you know, but still. Playing in the SEC, still got the SEC Big 12, uh, one of those challenges, as we do have the ACC Big 10 challenge also. Oh, boy. Um, So they do play in the SEC, which has been pretty good so far with LSU, Kentucky, Florida, uh, Tennessee, of course. There's there's chances for quality wins in there, but you got to win them in order to get the quality wins. It's true. Early on, that seems to be the problem for Georgia. Yes. And then a game that had everything you could ask for in a college basketball game. Jay Bills was calling it just as the cherry on top. Virginia Tech beats number three Michigan State 71 to 66. There's a lot to unpack here, Austin, but your initial thoughts on a Hokies team that you write in here lives and dies by the three. They go 10 for 21, 48% from behind the arc. And that was really the big difference, you know, beating Sparty. Uh, really impressed with this team. They lost 87% of their scoring from last no year. No Blackshear anymore. Blackshear, no Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a lot of other guys that are currently in the G League. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of hope, I guess you could say, for this Virginia Tech team. They can light it up from three, really score the ball. Wander's knowledge. I really liked them last year. Yeah, really they were did. really good. And, and now they lose Buzz Williams. And I think a lot of people were expecting for them to take a step back. Yeah. I, I like this team a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of talent. They're, they had multiple people that came up big down the stretch. I'm trying to think. There was Landers Nolly was great. Um, a smaller guy, Beatty. Beatty? Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. he was very impressive. I mean, a smaller guy. He was driving the hoop. He got a couple of calls and was able to knock down some free throws as well. It was just a, a gutsy effort by the Hokies team. And you could, you know, you could hear it in Jay Billis's voice after the game. He was surprised that that Virginia Tech team went in there and was able to beat Michigan State. And you talk about quality wins. That is a big quality win for Virginia Tech early on in this season. You know, we, we know they play in a very tough ACC conference schedule. They're usually hanging around there. They were a great team last year. You know, early indications for me, at least. I mean, I think they're they're going to be great again this year. I mean, they they really, you know, just in terms of taking on a team like Michigan State down the stretch. I even texted you. You felt like they were going to give this one away, and time and time again, this Landers Nolly kid came up big. Just came up big. You know? He ends up with. 22 points. He's averaging 20 a game. And as you wrote in here, he hits the dagger three in the final minute, which ended up, you know, 
being the saving grace for Virginia Tech. Deal. Anything else you want to add on the Hokies? I know I, I added a lot there. Um, no, no, all good stuff there. Um, just a little concern, a little concern with Michigan State with Big Ten with Ohio State. Got Michigan. Um, I think if anything, this maybe opens the door a little bit more. I know when we talked about big the, the Big Ten conference as a whole briefly in our first episode. Um, you know, we talked about it's basically Sparty and who else. And now, I mean, you're seeing some flaws in this this Michigan State team. Ohio State has looked impressive in the early on. You know, Penn State. Penn State, Michigan. There's going to be competition in that Big Ten. Maryland. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's funny you mention that because Maryland is probably going to be the highest ranked Big Ten team yeah. after this week. I would assume, where do you think Michigan State's going to fall to? Not that it really matters early on, but 10? Yeah, I'd say so around there. I mean, they hung on to beat Georgia today. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean. I'd I'd say 10. I I think 10's 10's fair for them. Maybe it's a gut check for them. Yeah. Maybe this is good. Get this out of the way early on in the season. We know Tom Izzo's teams come tournament time. You know, they find ways to win games. So, from a coaching perspective, I'm not really worried about them. But, you know, as a roster construction, as you mentioned, Cassius Winston, he's the heart and soul of this team. In the game, the big games, he has got to stay out of foul trouble because it just throws off the whole rhythm yeah. of this team when it's he's, on, when he's on the bench because he's, he's the leader. I mean, even yeah. when he doesn't have the ball, he's directing traffic. He is the captain of this team. And when he's not on the floor – there's just something that doesn't gel right with this Spartan team. No one knows where to be. Um, it's just it, – it doesn't look good. They turn the ball over a lot when he's not on the floor. Uh, he, he's just got to stay out of foul trouble and ultimately carry this team um, to where they need to be, which is you know hopefully another Final Four. Um, Do you think Aaron Henry can fill in for Cassius step up this year? Uh, you know, that's another – he was a freshman last year, put up decent numbers. Uh, he is a good player along with uh, Tillman, and they have a couple other guys that can really fill in the role. Uh, Gabe Brown, uh, another freshman. Her- yeah, Aaron's. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of depth on this team. You know, I'm a little worried right now, but come down the line, come March, you know, we always see this team in the conference championship game and the conference tournament. You know, usually up there for you know Big Ten regular season title. So I mean, we'll see down the road. Hopefully, you know they'll be searching for like a number one seed, number two seed when it all it's all said and done. Anything else you want to add uh, from this Maui Invitational tournament? I know we got the semifinals going on right now. Dayton is beating Virginia Tech about halfway through the first half, twenty-four to eighteen. Any other games? The late game last night uh, didn't didn't really pay too much. I just UCLA, you know, I thought four and zero start the season, then lost to Hofstra, and then uh, they lost to BYU. Lost to BYU, a little concerning for McCronin's team. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where they'll fare in the Pac-12 this year. If if the winner of the, the winner of this game, Virginia Tech and Dayton. I'm curious to see how they fare against Kansas, assuming they, they beat by BYU later tonight. You know, maybe a good measuring stick for both Kansas and 
Dayton slash Virginia yeah. Tech. Either way, I think it'll be a great game between both teams or either team, Kansas, as I think Kansas gets by BYU, um, between either Kansas and Dayton or Kansas and Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, looking forward to watching those games uh, tomorrow. But my one thing is I want to touch on is <laughs> here, why, here we go. Why is this championship game on at five o'clock? <laughs> I want it to be on like seven. It's got to be. It's got to be because it's in Maui. I mean, you have to. Got assume. games on at eight tonight. I, I know that's that's the, the bugs crux me. Of, the crux of the situation. No, last know, year, know, last year I had to you. hurry home from work. Gonzaga Duke. <laughs> That's right. They had. Wait, did they have it at five last yeah, year? Yeah, five o'clock. Stupid. Okay. Well, at least they're keeping it consistent. I mean, it'd be one thing if you. I know you don't like it, though. All right. You don't complain when March Madness starts at eleven a.m. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> all right, and uh, I guess we can move into my teams. We'll start off with the ugly before we get into the good. Um, <laughs> Boston College lost to my DePaul Blue Demons. I mean, good for DePaul, bad for Boston College. I'm off the, the Eagles bandwagon. We'll see you later. I cut them off. Uh, Nichols, they're out. They're done. Uh, they they beat UMBC, which is actually an impressive win. If you guys don't remember, UMBC, yeah. the team who beat Virginia as the 16th seed. Um. Next game versus Blue Mountain College. All righty. Big one. Tuning in. Uh, Vermont. Oh, man. They beat Central Connecticut 81 to 49. And then they lose to Ryder. <laughs> uh, come on down. Cool. Uh, they play. I'm not even, I don't even know who that is. I mean, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I thought Vermont was really going to be good this year. They were going to. They're going to shock the world. Still early. Still early. It's still early, but you can't be losing a rider. Who's rider? <laughs> I, don't I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and then my new team, Dayton Flyers. I'm all in. I am jumping all over this team. They're winning right now. And I will tell you this. If they win or if Virginia Tech wins, Virginia Tech is my team. So, right. I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> Putting myself in a Either way, we're getting a new here. dance team. Well, yeah, technically. Right now I'm with Dayton. You know, maybe I'll make them both my teams. I'm a Hokie Flyer fan. All right. We'll, we'll put it there. But we'll get to my DePaul Blue Demons. They play Central Michigan uh, going on right now. They beat Boston College 72-67. to They currently sit at 6-0. and Do we know anything about this DePaul team? I know they're my team, but I don't know a clue about what's going on with them. Uh, they have <laughs> one player that I recognize, right. uh, guard Charlie Moore, who a couple years ago played for Cal when they were really good. Transferred to Kansas. Oh, he told last me year, this. yeah, and then transferred to DePaul, and now he's playing for them. Put up 14 points against uh, the Boston College Eagles on Saturday. Um, big game coming up in a couple weeks against uh, Texas Tech. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah, we'll have to for sure tune in for that. I think that I saw that one's going to be on like Fox Sports, so uh, I'll watch it. I'll see what all the hype's about. <laughs> I'll be there, and <laughs> if you're one of the five listeners, I'm sure you'll be there as well. I mean, I think my Nepal team is going to be good this year. Yeah, it, it, it feels good. Big East it feels is back. Good. 
feels good. Big East is back. I haven't baby. seen DePaul like relevant the entire time I've been alive. <laughs> that I can't recall. I mean, I just always remember waking up watching the first game <laughs> of the ACC tournament, and always it was always DePaul versus like Georgia Tech. That's just you know one of my childhood memories. So it, it you know it's just good to see my Blue Demons have figured things out, and you know we look forward to them. We do. And we move in before we close out the show. Uh, look forward to a couple of games coming up. A game later tonight that I'm interested in. Colorado and Clemson. I think that could be an interesting game. Colorado currently 4-0, 21 in the nation. Clemson is 5-1. They're unranked right now. ACC versus Pac-12 matchup. Your Pac-12 teams, a little bit of a, a, little bit of a, a setback. Yeah, but, a little scare on, uh, what was it, Thursday night? Uh, hyped them up, what, last podcast episode, Wednesday? Yeah. Really, uh, let's, let's just dive in here. <laughs> uh, well, let me find here. So, Arizona had a little scare. I did, I saw that. Yeah. So, um, now that you mention it, Arizona, they have a player – Remind me of his name. Is it Nico Mannion? Yes. Apparently, this kid is the next coming of Christ. <laughs> I mean, Dan Patrick was hyping him up the other day. I mean, I don't know if you know anything about this kid, but apparently apparently he's got game, and he's a, a top five draft pick. Yeah, uh, he was a top recruit. Yeah. Like top 10, maybe. Yeah. Him and uh... – Jeff Green, another Arizona guard, ten much, eleven, I think. I wonder how much he got paid. Yeah, <laughs> must have been a lot. You know, Sean Miller, more than DeAndre. And then the USC lost to Temple, seventy to sixty one. Um, Utah lost to Coastal Carolina. We were hyping up Utah, or not we? I was hyping <laughs> up Utah. Um. And then, uh, yeah, they lost. Oh, Utah lost again to Tulane. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. It's um, like you've uh, you're, you're the Pac-12 Reaper. Still high on it. <laughs> Five teams in the tournament. Uh, some of the other games coming up tomorrow. Uh, we talked about the Oregon Seton Hall game. That's at nine thirty tomorrow night in the Bahamas. We also have North Carolina and Alabama. Nate Oates' team has struggled early on this season, and they get to face the number six team in the nation, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, that's all coming up tomorrow. Thursday is Thanksgiving, but of course, we have games. Yeah. We have we games do. for you. Uh, my Maryland Terps, <clears throat> just kidding, take on Temple. Well, that kind of a little spicy. Temple, as you mentioned, with a, yeah. with a big win over Utah. Uh, NC State takes on Memphis. That could be a little spicy. NC State uh, five and one. Memphis is five and one. Memphis is ranked number sixteen in the nation. And NC State, they're always there. It's not pretty. You don't enjoy watching it. But <laughs> I hate watching. I, it. I mean, they're always there. They always tend to sneak out a win against Syracuse, whether it be at the Carrier yep. Dome yep. or. You know, down in NC State, so you always have to look forward or, you know, plan accordingly when you're playing NC State. And Memphis will get them on Thanksgiving Day 
at four o'clock. That is interesting. And also it conflicts with my Buffalo Bills game. <laughs> <laughs> and also potential Gonzaga Oregon game. Yes, yes. Also, or Gonzaga Seton Hall. Can't see Southern Miss beating the Zags, but yeah. Um, Texas Tech in Iowa. Yeah, it's in Las Vegas. A couple of you know interesting games with a couple of you know teams. Maybe I wouldn't say on the up and coming, but some notable teams, I would say. I mean, I think everyone knows who the Iowa Hawkeyes are, and they could put up a good fight against Texas Tech, who, as we all know, went to the national championship game last year. Uh, Friday. I'm seeing a good slate of games. Let's see here. Tennessee against Jake's Florida State Seminoles. That one could be a little spicy. VCU and Purdue, you hinted at that one. And ooh la la, this is a juicy game. Utah State and St. Mary's. Uh, Get your coffee ready. It starts at 1130 in California. (laughs) Uh, That's at St. Mary's, correct? That that looks like a home game. That looks like a home game for St. Mary's. That is a a good test for Utah State. St. Mary's is no slouch. They're not ranked currently, but... We talked about them in the first episode. It's them and Gonzaga every year out there in the West Coast Conference. And St. Mary's, I can guarantee you, is going to be rocking at the McCowan Pavilion. And they're going to poop a good fight. I think yeah. Utah State, that could be a statement win. They're able to go in there and get, get the win. I think they do as well. Yeah? I think they do. Oh, you like Utah State, huh? You like those Aggies? I do. I do. My team, Utah State. Uh, weekend slate as of now, not really, not really anything going on, uh, until we move into next week, Michigan Louisville to start the big 10 ACC challenge. Whew. That's a good one. Duke, Michigan state, man, next week is a college basketball paradise. I I love, I, I mean, I know we're going a little long here and we'll wrap it up here in a minute, but this Big Ten Ooh. ACC challenge Notre they Dame, do every Maryland. year. Mm-hmm. The Big Good Ten games. ACC Good challenge games. is one of the best concepts that college basketball could have came up with. Ohio State, North Carolina. It's, exactly. exactly. It's unbelievable. It, it, the slate of games, I mean, because you basically have the two best conferences yeah, going at it. just coming together. Who does Syracuse play? Iowa. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a good game. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> Texas Tech and DePaul. Oof, I'll be tuning in to, for that might one. Have to take a break from oh the God, yeah. See Big Ten Challenge. But there. I mean, we're gonna have to we'll probably have a pod for you on either Monday or Tuesday because these are some juicy games. We want to get into them. We want to give you some previews, and we also want to get some reactions from some of these games as well. So, I mean, I'm excited. For, for a lot of this college basketball that's coming up, especially, I mean, right now, tonight, Maui Invitational, a couple of good games going on. Yeah. If you're a college basketball fan, I'm sure you're watching. And, man, just excited. The season's just getting underway, and we've already had some great games. Great feast week. Oh, and yeah. it's only going to get better. Got anything else, Austin? Um, big game for Syracuse tomorrow night. It's Oklahoma State Cowboys. <laughs> oh, right yeah. Now. Uh, you know, hoping for good things from the Orange. Hopefully they can get the win. Okay. Hopefully they face Penn State. Most likely Penn State. Either Penn State or Ole Miss. You know. yep. Hoping for good things for the Orange as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a couple of big games that they should win. I mean, 
Virginia has really been the only test so far, and they did not they fare well in no, that. Nope. They have taken care of business since, yeah. and we hope that they can take, take care of business once again. Yeah, so Jake, got anything? I got nothing. All I'm right. looking forward to the games this weekend. Jake yeah. Huther got a big birthday coming up yeah. on Woo, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jake. Happy birthday, Jake. Thank you. Big two, three. We hope all of you have a happy Thanksgiving. From all of us here at the One and Done Podcast, Dan Cooter, Austin Atwood, and Jake Huther signing off. Thanks for listening once again. Episode three in the books. We'll be back next week. Some big tournaments, some results, the Big Ten ACC Challenge coming up as well. All that and more next week on the One and Done Podcast. Q Station.